This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. JJ, thank you for joining us. I guess let's start before we get your breakdown on these prospects in detail. Do you think Soto gets dealt? And would you deal Soto if you were the Nationals? Here's the best way I can put it, which is kind of an answer to your question, I think. The Nationals, I think, have to approach this when they talk to teams. They say, we're going to listen to all offers. We're going to see what the best offer out there is. But, and I think this is important both from a reality but also from a negotiating standpoint, is but you tell teams that part of this is they have to clear a bar. It's not the best offer gets Soto. It's the best offer that clears the bar of what we expect before we'll even trade Soto because it is not the worst thing in the world for the Nationals to just have one of the best players in baseball going into the offseason. That's okay. That's not a, uh, you know, that's not a, a giant loss. It's not something where there should be any scenario where, where the Nationals feel like they have to trade Juan Soto. It should be they will trade Juan Soto if they get a package that they feel is sufficient. Who can make the best offer to, uh, to, to acquire Juan Soto? I mean, well, so so this is where this gets tricky, right? Because some of the teams that you could say can just aren't going to be in the one. So what? So does sweepstakes, right? Because you are talking about even if you're saying you're not looking at like locking him up long term, Juan Soto is going to have a very significant contract in the next couple of years. Obviously, that means that you think about big market teams most predominantly. The Dodgers have, as they seemingly always do, the prospect capital. I would say the Cardinals have the prospect capital. I would say, and when I say prospect, the young talent capital, I should say, because you could do this from players who are you know, purely just in the minors or with a mixture of players who are early in their major league careers. But those, I think you could get to it, depending on what teams are willing to do, I could say the Mariners, the Blue Jays, I could find other teams who you could put together the right package, but then the question becomes, does it make sense for those teams? Now, to take the extreme example, if, if, if the Mariners were willing to trade, say, a George Kirby in a trade, well, that's not a prospect anymore, but that's a really good young big league pitcher. 
But I don't know if the Mariners would do that because if they're trying to win, you're both helping yourself because you just added Juan Soto, but you're hurting yourself because you took away one of your best young starting pitchers. So there are a lot of scenarios like that where this gets really broad as far as the number of teams who could be involved. But at the same time, it's hard in some cases to see, do those trades make sense for those teams? J.J. Cooper, editor-in-chief, writer and uh, guru when it comes to prospects and inside information on the minors for uh, Baseball America joining us here on Bustin' Loose Baseball. All right, so I wanted to go through some of the teams and the packages Mm -hmm. because I I think, you know, in general, people in D.C., maybe they follow the Nat system, right, if they're super plugged in. For the most part, people aren't diving deep into everybody's system. So these are just names to them. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about the Dodgers. I mean, throw some Mm -hmm. of the names or a potential package out there, and then maybe we could go through and get some breakdowns on some of these guys and what it would look like. So let's start with, okay, and I think this is kind of similar to what we saw with the last time that these two teams got together, but I think if you're talking about the Dodgers, is a Gavin Lux involved in it, which may be a player that some, uh, you know, some national fans already have some understanding of because he's a big leaguer. So Gavin Lux is a young big league player. Now, then you get to Bobby Miller, who's probably is the Dodgers best pitching prospect in the minors. Who's a good, very good pitching prospect. Um, Gavin stone, another pitching prospect who, uh, who's really having a great year is leading the minors in ERA right now, throws really hard. Then you've got, Guys like Miguel Vargas and Michael Bush, who are both bat-first infielders. Ryan Pepio, who's in the minors, right? Bit up and down a little bit. Minors, majors, minors, majors, but throws close. You know, throws high nineties and has one of the best changeups in the minors. I don't. I, you. I don't throw Diego Cartaya in there. You could. He's the Dodgers' number one prospect, but he's a catcher <laughs> now. My head, it, it seems possible, I guess, but my head might explode just trying to fathom the idea of making two blockbuster trades with the Nationals and the Dodgers in multiple years and inquiring the cornerstone player being a, a, a catching prospect in both of those situations. Although I think Cartaya does have a chance to be better than Kbert Ruiz. So that'd be an example for that. But again, it's also mix and match. Like, okay. I don't know. Do the Nationals want purely prospects, or do they want the guys like a Gavin Lux, who you have many years of of, of you know being under team control, but is much more plug and play. Where you say, okay, he immediately becomes one of really he becomes one of the if you're trading away Josh Bell, he immediately becomes one of the better players on that team. So and the, here, so here's the other question I'll ask you guys to kind of tie in with this is. I mean, I, I guess we're looking at this for like 2026 for the Nationals because the other thing that's depressing about trading Juan Soto when he still has multiple years of control left is you're saying we don't think that we're going to be good enough at any point in the remainder of Juan Soto's time that he would be in D.C. to make it worth keeping him. Well, are you, is, J.J.? Because I, I make the argument. Look, and I'm a Soto mark, right? I love right. this guy. 
One of the greatest players I'll ever see in my lifetime. I really believe that when it's all said and done. But I make the argument you're closer to winning and you're better off in terms of being able to compete faster if you trade him. And I think that's part of it. You know this better than I do. Their system is awful. I mean, they've got a couple of guys who are close in Cavalli and Henry if they stay healthy. And with Henry, I doubt that. Uh, but who's really, really good. And we'll see what happens with House, who's in low A and hurt. And we'll see what happens with Elijah Green, who's boomer bust. But, I mean, it's it's a really, really tough road to see them getting a whole lot of help from the minors. If you make this deal, and we'll get to the Cardinals in a second, but just mm-hmm. sticking with what you just said with the Dodgers. I mean, you're talking about... Maybe by the end of next year, like four guys in the big leagues, and none of them are going to be Juan Soto, but the sum of all of them from a war standpoint eventually might exceed that. You get a new owner, you get that package of big league ready guys, and he spends a little money, you're back into the upper 80s pretty quickly, maybe. Okay. And this is where I'll make the counter argument. The reason that I can pretty much tell you right now that when it's all said and done, the Nationals will almost assuredly lose the Juan Soto trade is because of one very difficult aspect of this. We had Kyle Glazer for us, went back and looked at the last 17 trades uh, over the last like 25 years where a team traded a player who was a top three in the MVP voting in the two years before he was uh, traded. And every, almost without fail, you pretty much, the team who traded away the great player loses the trade. And by say loses, like the players they got back don't come close to matching that production. And the reason is, is that, so let's say they, it, that could help the Nationals get from 60 to 75 wins easier. But the thing that is tricky about this is, is let me just use an example, like because the, the Nationals are almost surely going to trade Josh Bell. Josh Bell is a very good player. And he's one they absolutely should trade. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. They'll probably get a nice package back for him at Prospects. But, okay, so in the offseason, let's say the Nationals are having their meetings, and they say, okay, we've lost Josh Bell's production. How are we going to replace Josh Bell? And I can right now probably rattle off four or five scenarios for ways that you could find someone who would be you hope, equivalent or similar in production to what you got from Josh Bell. And it may depend on spending money in free agency. It may be swinging a trade for a guy who's blocked by someone else, or it may be, you know, there's a lot, there's a variety of ways to do that, right? Okay. Now let's say Juan Soto is gone. How do we find someone to replace Juan Soto? And the answer, which we both know, is you can't. Right. Because... (laughs) There are no ability. There's players like Juan Soto aren't available. <laughs> They're not. You can't just go out and get one of those, or almost without fail. I mean, you you could say, well, maybe Carlos Correa is back on the market, and we think he's a similar type production, you know, or whatever. But the point being, it's much easier. The players, if they get four players back, yes, that will help them because the Nationals, the Nationals right now have. Almost nothing committed for next year. They have Strasburg, they have Corbin, and right now they have Soto, and then they have guys in arbitration. But that's like the extent of it, right? They don't have a lot of money committed for next year as far as established big leagues players, and they have a bad farm system. But it is way easier to find someone who can give you two, three, even three and a half or four war at a position than it is find someone who's going to give you five, six, seven. Like, that's the, that's the challenge they're going to face is that, yes, it'll get them 
to be better than they are now because they have some really glaring holes, but it still won't get you back to that, how you, how they won a world series, which is they had stars who produced, you got to find stars at some point. And that's what they're trading away in one Soto, obviously. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. J.J. Cooper, Baseball America with us here on Bustin' Loose Baseball. All right, let's rate the return they could get from the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, well, the thing about the Cardinals, again, when we go back to do you want it to be a mixture of young big leaguers and or um, just purely minor leaguers? Dylan Carlson, the outfielder for the Cardinals, or uh, Nolan Gorman, who came up this year for the Cardinals, Matthew Libertor, who's pitching, you know, has pitched some in the, in the majors for them this year, are all examples of guys who have some big league experience. Then you have Jordan Walker, who's one of the best prospects in baseball right now. He is a very rare combination of hitting ability and physicality uh, at a very young age. He's a third baseman, which, hey, if you're trading with the Cardinals, one thing about Jordan Walker being a third baseman, he can play other positions, but they're, they're set at third base. So Walker would probably be the, could be a cornerstone of it. They also have some other interesting guys. Uh, Mason Wynn, who you might have seen if you're following uh, you know prospects at all, the Futures game, he showed off the best infield arm in baseball, period. He threw over 100 miles an hour across the, the diamond. He's made improvements at the plate. They've got some pitchers, young pitchers, in addition to a Libertor, a guy like Gordon Graceffo, Michael McGreevy, guys like that. Tink Hens is really interesting. He's a long ways away. He's in uh, low A, but this is a guy who, who has a really good fastball. There's a lot of mix-and-match parts. The other thing I'd say with all these, though, and this was true with the Scherzer-Trey Turner trade, I just noticed that every time that one of these, you know, that they, we have these blockbuster deals at the deadline, they always kind of end up being to me. I look at it and go, "Is that all it was?" And I, I, so I rattle off all those names, and maybe this will be the exception. Maybe it will be one where a team gives up their farm system for Juan Soto. But I just know that when I've seen star players traded at the deadline in the past. I usually look at those trades and say, huh, okay, they gave something up, but I'm surprised they didn't have to give up more. And that's something I'm going to be interested about this trade as well, because going back to that, the, the Scherzer-Turner trade, hey, they got good we, – we, the Nationals, you know, fans have seen. Cabert Ruiz is the, the team's catcher. Josiah Gray's been one of the team's better starting pitchers this year. However <laughs> – Neither of those guys probably has almost any likelihood of being as good as the guys that they gave up. And that's probably going to be true multiple cases in this trade as well. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so we've done Dodgers and Cardinals. I mean, what do you make of like I don't I don't like the Mets system as it is enough to even get this thing done, let alone the fact that you'd be trading him in the division. You can give me a thought on that. Yeah. And then as far as the Yankees, I, I can't imagine. Ooh, I mean, could there. you imagine the 
could you imagine watching Juan Soto come show up? I know they're going to change the schedule, but and beat you regularly. Yeah, that, I totally can because yeah. I see it with Bryce Harper in the Phillies, and I see it with Scherzer in the Mets. It's just a who, it's JJ, what I've been when that doing. happens. It's what I've been doing for three years here. <laughs> and it'd be worse because I like Soto more than all of them. Uh, it'd be awful. Plus, though, I'm just – look, I like Ramirez. I like a couple of guys in that system we've talked about on my baseball show on, on Sirius XM with you a lot. But I don't love enough of the guys no. that they would put into that deal. What about the Yanks? Like, I keep hearing Glaber Torres' his name. I wouldn't really want him because i got to pay him right away. I'd rather have what, Oswald what Peraza. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have, like, Peraza and um, – and Volpe, and have one at short, one at second. I don't know what would a package look like with the Yankees. Well, the thing about that is, is like that package right there. Okay, they can't compete with what we just talked about with the Dodgers or the Cardinals. If giant flashing, if here, if every team's like, you just tell us what do you want from our system. You know, I I can't imagine. It's really hard for me to imagine any team going into this and saying no. These prospects are off limits to you in a Juan Soto deal. I, it, it's hard for me to fathom that because there's not a prospect in baseball right now in the minors, maybe short of Jackson Churio, who I would say has a chance to be Juan Soto down the, a Juan Soto type down the road. Because Juan Soto is literally one of the best young hitters of my lifetime. Period. Like the production he's had so far is something where. There are not many players, and I'm not young. There are not many players who have played through, you know, have the first five years of their career like Juan Soto's in a very, very long time. So, uh, you know, you look at the Yankees. They, I'm not saying they can't make a deal for this, and again, they may provide even the best offer. But a Glaber Torres doesn't make sense because you're acquiring someone who has a whole lot of experience and is not that many years from free agency in return for a guy who you're trading because he's not that far from free agency. That seems backwards to me because I think Labor Torres is probably going to hit free agency before a Nationals team that is competitive again. So, and, but I, I don't think that the Yankees have the prospect talent at the minor league level to give you that cornerstone, Volpe is the one, obviously. I would rather have Jordan Walker than Anthony Volpe right now as a cornerstone, but maybe the, maybe they view it a little differently. They're, they're not a team that, I, I'm not saying, Juan Soto makes anyone better, but they don't need Juan Soto right now, right? Like, that's the thing I also look at is, is that I'm, they have an out. Now, now that they've added Benintendi, who I think fits them pretty well, if everyone's healthy, they're pretty set. <laughs> And I, with that, I, I, it seems like it would be more productive for the Yankees also to, to go look to improve their team in other ways. But he is Juan Soto, and it is the Yankees, although that just feels like a move that is much more of the George Steinbrenner-led Yankees than it is the current regime. JJ, running out of time here. Ultimately, call your shot. What do you think happens? How does this go down? And does it go down this weekend or, or before Tuesday's deadline? That's the part where I look. I, I, I mean, I'm just throwing a dart. It's because I have no inside insight on that. But I do think that there's a chance that Juan Soto is still a uh, a national on August 3rd. I, I'll put it that way. That's the thing that I feel. I I think there should be a chance of that because uh, the thing that is 
the worst scenario here, if I'm a Nationals fan, is not that they fail to trade Juan Soto. It's that they trade Juan Soto for a package of prospects, none of whom have all-star potential, who really are going to be all-stars down the road. Like volume and, and being able to plug holes doesn't do you nearly what it, – it's not a bad thing to say, hey, we know our team's not very good, but by the way, come watch one of the best players in baseball every day next year in 2023. Yeah, if you trade him, you got to get it right. There's just no doubt about that. Hey, JJ. And you're probably going to get it wrong. Pro- <laughs> that's the other thing I'll say, though, is, is you're probably not going to get it right because no one who's traded a player – almost almost no one who's traded a player of this caliber ever gets a return that they are happy with. It's well said. I mean, you're going off a historical context here. You know, the flip side, I guess, because we've been weighing this for weeks, is what you're saying is 1,000% correct if he leaves no matter what in two and a half years, which is what I'm working back from, that he is going to be a free agent in two and a half years. Are you better off with two and a half more years of Soto or even if you quote-unquote get it wrong, you know, Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman, Mason Wynn, and, and Tink Hentz, you know? And and I think I would still go B over A, even if I – as much as I love Soto, just because it you're, you're talking about two and a half years and he's gone or those guys for their next seven years well, potentially. But here's the tweak I would make. Just because you keep one Soto at the deadline now – doesn't mean that you don't say in the offseason, okay, let's start over. But if you're going to trade like him in the offseason, why not trade too? him now? What, what are two months on a bad team? If you don't get the you? right offer. If you don't get the right offer. Oh, I, I see I mean, what that's you're saying. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm you not know, just trading that, him to trade him. There's yeah. no doubt. I get right. you there. Yeah, I'm saying that I, to me, the key thing to me is, is they should have in their line, this is the line that it has to clear. And if it doesn't, you are much better off saying we're going to walk away for now, not saying forever, but we're walking away for now because when I look back at it, one of the best trades to happen, again, go back to uh, look at the White Sox trade, you know, uh, the the Adam Eaton trade. Yep. When was that done? It was done trade at the deadline. winter meetings. I mean, uh, winter meetings, rather. Winter meetings did a lot better than a trade deadline. Got a lot of time to think it over. Got a lot of time to analyze it. Winter meetings in D.C., by the way. It was over That's at Gaylord. Right. Yeah. Good awesome stuff. Well, J.J., I mean, this you, is buddy. why we wanted to get you on. It's uh, it's food for thought, and, I mean, we're doing this all day, every day in D.C. at this point, as you can imagine. Uh, it's unbelievable insight and, and helpful on the prospects as well. We appreciate you. No problem.